Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey, After Buzzers, welcome to the Sharp Objects After Show. We are talking about episode two, Dirt, and woo, this was a doozy. We are going to talk a lot about Spiders, funerals, pulling teeth, literally, and the woman in white. Stay tuned. Tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Guys, I am feeling this vibe. Welcome to the Sharp Objects After Show. Thank you all so much for being here. I am your host, Leslie Powers, joined by my lovely panel. Ladies, introduce yourselves. Hey, guys, I'm Carolina Benetti. Hi, I'm Heather Geisler. We had a crazy show. Um, I hope you all are tuning in. We also have a live chat going that Heather will be checking, so please yes. join us there. And later on, uh, stay tuned for the whole episode because we have an awesome special segment called The Feminist Chronicles, where we'll be highlighting a female journalist who made waves in her field. So stay tuned for that. And also some news and gossip about Patricia Clarkson, who plays Adora on the show. She was on Andy Cohen's show, Watch What Happens Live. So we're going to hear all about that. So um, I want to kick it off with some initial thoughts, ladies. I'm going to kick it off to Carolina. What did you think about episode two, Dirt? Oh, it was packed with so much information. Yes. And a lot of really great uh, character development for the detective. So I'm really excited to see where his storyline goes. Yeah. And honestly, I'm really interested in this little boy and his mom. I feel like there is Creepy. more to this story mm-hmm. than we know. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, James Caprizi was his name, right? Caprizi, yeah. yeah. Caprizi, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like there's something there. Oh, yeah. We- and also her sister. Okay. <laughs> Again, Emma. Yeah. Whoop. She's a weirdo. Yeah, this I <laughs> in feel a good like, way. I feel like we're we're diving Maybe. in now. You know, <laughs> is it not in a good way? She's just weird. Yeah, that one scene. Her. Wait, that one scene where yes. she's like, "Mom, I think she could be good." Oh like, yeah, oh, no. oh yeah. She's sipping some Kool Aid, and I don't know what it is yet. Yeah, but I just feel like we're really like starting to get into all the details of the murder. We mm-hmm. obviously know now about the whole teeth situation, Ooh. and it's it's interesting getting the little like gold nuggets now. Of what's yes. going on in this town? It's a weird little town, Wind Gap. Um, and, and we want you guys to, of course, chime in on any of your thoughts mm-hmm. as we're going. We'd love to give you shout outs, so please join us on YouTube on our live chat. So um, I want to start. We started with some gruesome flash. Flashbacks. I know that's a really big yeah. part of the show, so I want to kind of hold off on those till later. Um, we didn't have as many this time, so this was a lot focused on what was happening in the here and now, especially with Camille Preaker, who's our lead character, played by Amy Adams, who is wonderful. We love her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to start with Detective Willis, because he's kind of becoming a lot more um, of, a, of a main character. So we're seeing a mm-hmm. lot more of what's going on with him. Um, he seems to be like he's sweating all the time. Are you guys <laughs> noticing that? He's like hot yes. all the time. He's just super duper sweaty. Uh, so he um, found some flowers by the site where Natalie Keene was found, the girl that they just found who was murdered, and he thought that was a little suspicious. So what do you guys think about his... He's just kind of getting... He's like a little prickly about why a killer, he thinks maybe the killer left the flowers, is kind of like, I did this and here's right. my little prize. So what did you guys think about him Him kind of being suspicious that maybe the killer was leaving these flowers at the mm. site? 
Do you think that, they, no, that he did? Didn't run with this one? Yeah. Do you think that uh, that's murder? I, did I feel it? like he's just doing like a good job. Yes. Like he's actually investigating mm-hmm. and probably not getting drunk like Camille is. So obviously she's there to report. But yeah, I feel like he's. He, I mean, he's actively investigating the case and. It's reasonable to believe that the flowers were left by somebody. You know, they think yeah. it's somebody in the town. So, and I, I love seeing him trying to pull those teeth out of the. <laughs> yes, we will definitely get to that. But what's interesting is that, what's interesting is that he went to go get he went to a barber shop to get shaved, right, and, and the right, right. and the guy, of course, a mm-hmm. local, was saying that. You know, we're, we're nice in this town. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they just, somebody left flowers is like, you know, sorry about the loss of this little girl. Mm-hmm. But immediately as a detective, he's like, no, this means right. something. Right, he's trying to, I think he's trying to see both sides to it. It, yeah. it can be either or, but he has to see the other side of it. Agreed, yeah. agreed. And then um, um, the guy, the barber, I guess, was mm-hmm. saying that and Ann Nash, the other girl who died was, you know, left at the site where she was killed. So mm-hmm. I think this is something that Detective Willis is struggling with. Like, why was Aunt Nash left there, but Natalie Keene was, like, propped up like a doll like in a this doll. windowsill, yes. and it, they don't really match. So what, maybe, did you, what do you guys think about that? Well, I thought maybe because there was more attention on it, you know? Because yeah. the, the first one with Anne, sure. no one knew what was happening, and in that small town... Certainly, nobody expected a child to get murdered, let alone like abducted and murdered. Yeah, so nobody could, wants to think that in their town. That yeah, that's gonna it's, happen. It's a generally safe town, you know. It's really small. Everybody knows each other, so I feel like the killer probably felt like they could get away with it. Mm-hmm. But they're going to be more blasé and like shocking the more murders that they do to rub it in their faces that they True. keep getting away with it. But in yeah. Camille's defense. She does keep meeting the detective at the bar, so he is drinking. Yeah. I think, yeah. I just felt like he was super method about his. <laughs> I think he's just search. trying to, like. I, I think he's just trying yeah. to, like, rub elbows with everyone, you know? Did he need to go to the mm-hmm. barber for a shave? Probably not. Yeah. Well, he wanted and, to uh, talk. Yeah. And well, I think in the way Camille's that, doing though, that. When mm-hmm. he said that he wanted to get, like, the pulse on the town because he couldn't figure mm-hmm. it out. So yeah. it's like that. That like in between where he mm-hmm. he feels like people are hiding things from him because he's an outsider and he feels like there's something yeah. wrong that he's missing. But the thing is, Camille feels the same way. Yeah, I think that mm-hmm. they're on the same page. And he's yeah. you know I don't think he believes that people are just being nice. Right. I think you know he obviously he said he had been to the site where Anne Nash had mm-hmm. died, and you know and so he saw that it was muddy around the creek where she was left. And so later on, when the funeral is happening for Natalie Keene. Camille catches him mm-hmm. taking mud out of Bob Nash's tires, yeah. who's the the dad of the mm-hmm. little girl who the first one who was murdered. So what what do you think is up with the suspicion with Bob Nash? Because he seems to be pretty interested in his tires and the mud. Yeah, his and tires. he was being honest. Bob Nash yeah. was the one who got kicked out of the the party, right? Or, mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't call it he a party, did, but he the did. reception. Yes. Yeah. So and we didn't really get to see why, you know, we didn't see the beginning of the fight. We only see him getting kicked out. So I feel like we didn't, we we really watched him from afar, I feel like, in yes. this episode. We didn't really talk to him. We saw him yelling at his son, mm-hmm. you know. He clearly has an interesting relationship with his children, parenting-wise. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's not the nicest yeah, right, person. Yeah, right. But yeah. I feel like he's just going after this one lead that maybe it's a little obvious that he could potentially have been the one, you know, 
involved in his daughter's yeah. But I'm going to bring it back to the bar when they mm-hmm. were having the honest conversation. I felt like he was really telling Camille the truth when he said to her, the closest male relatives are always the first suspects. Yes. Because so why that, wouldn't he be? That is standard FBI procedure. I know personally. Carolina knows this. TV. Because <laughs> she, has, she has done a stint <laughs> in the FBI. No, never. But I've watched a lot of TV. Yeah, yeah me too. And that's what they yeah. tell you. So I believe it. Yes. Yeah. Well, he also says to Camille when they're in this bar setting and, he, you know, he's kind of like, I'm saying all this off the record about what I've been investigating is that he's saying John Keene, Natalie's brother, might also be a suspect. And we'll get a lot more into John a little later. But it seems that Bob Nash and John Keene seem to be at the top of his list that he's feeling a little mm-hmm. weary about. Mm-hmm. And then the pig. So the let's pig. get to the pig. So he goes to the morgue. He wants to see Natalie's body. All of her teeth are pulled mm. out. Which, that was yeah. so disturbing. It, I was like, who yeah. does that? Oh, it was just so gross. Like, her mouth was open. It was just all gums. But he was just curious and asking the, you know, the coroner, like, why, like, how how did the teeth get pulled? And he says, household pliers. And he asks, mm. which one? Mm. Like, what kind? Mm. And um, so he takes it upon himself to go get a bunch of pliers and then a pig's head because it's a hog butchering town, and try and do it himself. Were you guys a little queasy watching that, or was that just me? No, that wasn't that bad for me. There was another scene that was really bad for me, but that wasn't it. Oh, I I saw you flinch on that one. Yeah, Yeah, we'll get to her. I was just imagining my own teeth being pulled. Oh, I know. Not that she was alive when her teeth were being pulled, but still. Maybe she was. But maybe she was, right? Well, yeah. Didn't it, I, I think he alluded to that. that. They don't know. Well, yeah, they don't know. But I, I, I mean, he, yeah. I, I'm oh just saying. God, could yeah. you imagine yes. why you're alive? <gasps> think about that. Yeah. yeah. No, don't think about it. I don't, don't want to think about it. it. But it seemed the coroner was saying, if you do it, um, the adrenaline would be pumping. Yeah. And so you, if you did it right away, like mm-hmm. maybe they kidnapped her and then did. It. And everybody in this town seems to be convinced this is a man that did this. Yeah. Because of the strength it would take well, to pull the teeth. What blew my mind is that the detective or the police chief like just completely blew off that a woman could have any involvement. As of if course, there can't in be a small town. <laughs> You're like, I can do that. It's a small town. But I'm I, just saying, there's like, I get it. The kid is yeah. like in like a messed up place. But even Detective uh, Willis, right? No, yeah, Detective. Or Chief Vickery. Yeah, Dete- No, Detective Willis. Even he said it when he was speaking to Camille. He was like. Well, no, I'm saying that because I pulled the, the yeah. The I actually teeth pulled out. the oh, teeth and so tried gross. that myself. <laughs> but, but with that aside, who's to say that it's only one person? I know we don't know. I don't know. Live chat. Yeah. Do you think it was more than one person that did this? Do you think it was definitely a man? I'm super curious. I think it was a woman personally mm. that did it. But mm-hmm. that's just the vibe I get because all these women in this town are weird. I'm to wonder if it was her sister. Yeah, she's a little creepy. She's got a lot of... She's yes. interesting. Demons. So let's let's just get to Emma, because why not? Let's just let's go into it. it. So um, the, in the beginning, they're getting ready for this funeral, and Adora, the mom, says, you know, Emma, you're not going. She's not letting her go. Right. And um, Camille asks, like, how close were you to the girls? And she said, close enough to be sad. Mm-hmm. So do you think that she was close enough to be sad, or... Because you know how girls are that age. It's like you mm-hmm. like someone one day, the next day they're not your friend anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious. Do you guys think that they were all friends with Natalie? Or was there like I'm weird sure. girl I'm, stuff going on? Yeah, probably weird weird girl stuff going on. But I feel like they not definitely Not to say girls all, can't get along. I don't mean Yeah, they that. definitely all know each other yes. since they're from the small town. 
But do I believe that her tears are real or her sadness is real? No. Yeah. No. Oh, she's playing her princess <laughs> yeah. crown to a T. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's wearing those, like, nightgowns that look like she's from the 50s. I, so I, She literally <laughs> looks like another character from her, like, streetwear that Camille keeps catching around in. Yes. Like, <laughs> the stuff she wears at home to make her weird dollhouse. And it's so... <laughs> it's like she is a doll. Oh, yes, it's yes. so creepy. It's like something that I would expect to like pop out of like Silence of the Lambs. Yes. And like, it's going to come out like Emma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Emma. Emma. Which I, I did mean Except to mention this. I, I meant to mm. mention this earlier when he did say that... Uh, Natalie Keene was propped up like a doll. Yes. I mean, it just goes along with all of the doll... Um, the dollhouse. Oh. The doll references. Yeah. Emma being, mm. like, a doll for her mother. Yeah. It's just, like, that. This is, really like, solidifying my theory yeah. here. Yes. Save it for yeah. predictions. I'm sure you're, mm. everyone's boiling for the yes, predictions. Yes, yes. So they get ready for um, the funeral, and Adora does not want Camille to be reporting during the funeral. She very much mm-hmm. is like, I knew these girls, and I'm sad, and, you know, wants everything to be very prim and proper. Mm. But once they get to the funeral, it seems that the entire town is there. Obviously, it's a small town. Chief Vickery is there. Mm-hmm. Detective Willis and Detective Willis is, is thinking that the murderer would show up at the funeral, which mm-hmm. I think is super ballsy. But, you know, mm-hmm. I guess that they want to the see murderer, the scene, right? Yeah, the mm-hmm. murderer would totally show up. Nobody yeah. knows it's them. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And they're just watching. Yeah. yeah, and sitting there being like, I'm so sorry for your loss. It's sick. It is so sick. If you're sick enough to kill a person, you're sick enough to, like, fake grieve for them, I feel. Yeah. True. Everyone's True. just suspicious of everyone. Yeah. You know. As Everyone's they should be at this around. point. Yeah. As they should be. So, obviously, this is bringing back a lot of memories for Adora because mm-hmm. of Marion. Well, I felt so. like Adora just made it her funeral. She, it's, it's like she <laughs> had a second funeral yes. for her favorite daughter. And she was oh, like, that's so creepy. Time. Yeah. It was just like, oh, this happened to me. Yeah. And then the eyelashes. Again, I, yeah. What do we Ooh. What do we think about these eyelashes? What she eyelashes? Keeps, she, keeps, it. she keeps she, pulling yeah, she keeps them. Pulling oh, yeah. Them. And there's a flash of yeah. her at Marion's funeral pulling them. Well, it's and that kind seems of, to be a trigger. I mean, it's kind of like the way Camille has to cut herself, which we see in this. Or, yes, we I see. mean, I don't know what you'd want to call it. Whatever she is. Self-inflicting harm. But it's kind of like Adora pulling out her eyelashes. That's her thing. And Camille has Mm. her thing. Which is (laughs) drinking and Amma's might be murdering people. Yeah, we don't know what Amma's little tick is. Yeah, we're going to find out, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're at at the funeral, and um, Camille's making notes. She's sitting right behind John Keene, Natalie's brother, and some girl, and she writes down, who's Jackie O? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if this character is going to become a bigger part of things, because we do see a little bit more from her a little later. Yeah. But she's comforting him. She seems to be, like, really concerned. And then when the mom goes up to speak, you know, Camille is continuing to take notes and look around and see that Bob Nash is completely trashed in the back. Mm -hmm. And and so there's just all these characters kind of aligning in the same place. And then the best part was that her dress rips, and that's her mom's dress. That she made her wear after she said, I don't want to wear it. Yeah. And so could you see scars? Or was that? I just making that up? I, I, couldn't I think tell. you could. Okay, because when she ripped the dress, I was like, "Oh, I that was that's she cutting why there?" She rushed off was beca- not because the dress just ripped, yeah, but because if anybody paid attention, they'd see her scars and have bigger yeah. questions than then. Yeah, why is your dress ripped? Yeah. So she rips the dress. She runs out to get liquor. You think, but she's going to get a sewing kit mm-hmm. and runs into Emma, our favorite person, yes. and her civvies, as she called it last episode, which is basically not her doll clothes, her regular mm-hmm. oh, teenage so clothes. clothes. 
And do you think she was drinking with her friends? A hundred percent. Because they were like mm-hmm. in the corner sneaking something. A hundred percent. That's why she was passed out when Camille got home later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all she crazy on the bed. But she was bragging to all of her friends about how cool her sister was. And she's known her for like three minutes. Did you guys find that weird? Yeah, Did... to me it was a little passive aggressive almost. Or like a little jab. Like, look how cool my sister is. Yeah. Look, you know. Isn't just another cool? facade. But yeah. see, I also took it as like kids do that as well. When they have like they a do. successful or, or older sibling or cousin or family mm-hmm. member. They like make them seem even cooler. Because it like makes them cooler by association. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like my family is so awesome. What does your big sister do? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. But my sister's mm-hmm. drinking cool. and cutting herself. And, and giving <laughs> us money to go drink. Yeah. Yeah, well, she even says, like, you know, be careful with the vodka. So yeah. it's like she's almost trying to bond with her in this, like, we both were rebellions mm-hmm. of our mother kind of a thing. Adora would flip out. I mean, completely flip out if she saw that interaction. She, I feel like she would have an apoplex. Apo- ap- how do you say the word? You have a heart attack, but a pop. Palpitations. Palpitations? No, it's like an apoplexy. Whatever. <laughs> I can't get the word out. Some there. huge word that we don't burst. know. It, I'll come back to it. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like her mom would have a heart attack if yes. she saw that. Not even just because of the interaction, but because that her little doll is wearing those clothes yes. and drinking. And roller skating. I don't... Mm-hmm. And then... What's up with the roller skating in I mean, town? it's a faster Some way exercise. to get around. That's true, but it's like not roller blades. It's yeah. like old school roller skates. Yeah. Like, Interesting is this Yeah, is this town mm-hmm. that kind of dated, I guess? I was actually wondering if she took them from Marion. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I didn't you even know, think that. Because there that's was a, that scene yeah. where she goes and she's like, was she perfect? Remember in the pilot? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So it made me wonder, she must go in her room and go through. I would. If that was my house and I had a dead sister, I would, yeah. in her room, well, it's like a shrine, it, I would go mm-hmm. through her stuff. Yeah, it's definitely a parallel between one of the first scenes that we see with Marianne and Camille as young girls roller skating, mm-hmm. and now Emma and her friends are doing that as well, so, yeah. It's almost like everything's repeating yeah. itself in, like, mm-hmm. a really creepy way. Like, Super everything, creepy. yeah, like, yeah. the murder, I mean, I don't think, I don't think Marianne was murdered. It seems like she died because she was sick, mm-hmm. but it just seems like the little girl's you know, dying and the roller skating mm-hmm. and it just all seems a little unsettling. So we, we get a phone call with the editor, with Curry, Camille's editor, and he's clearly like really pushing her to paint a picture of who Natalie was because mm-hmm. the funeral happened. Now everybody's going to the parents' house to, you know, have food and, and all of that jazz, have a, not a party, but to have people over. Reception. And he really wants to know like, who is she? What's up with her family? He really wants to paint a picture. So when she walks in, did you guys make out any of those whispers? I feel like everyone was talking about mm-hmm. Camille when she walked in. Yeah. But I couldn't make out the little tidbits. Like seemed like even her mom was talking about her. Like, yeah. But they did say, I believe one of the whispers was, um, I thought look at her just strolling in here like that. You know, Yeah, like, kind of like she owns just, the place. How yeah. dare she? See, oh, I thought that they were about Natalie because they all had such nasty things to say. Like that one girl that she came upon that was like, I don't know who that her mother was describing because that is not the Natalie that I know. Yeah. And then you kind of get a sense of that in the bedroom mm-hmm. with the lavender walls versus the creepy spiders. Like that kid was kind of sick. Like what little girl do you know mm-hmm. just keeps like yeah, trapped spiders and spider like rat creepy. Creepy. Yeah. Stuff. Well, I think they were whispering about Camille because she, like, just walked in the door. Yeah, and everyone was kind of Every- looking at her. But they were saying nasty things about her, mm-hmm. for sure. I, mean, I just couldn't make out a few of them, so I didn't know if you guys caught that. 
Um, but yeah, so she, she comes in, she hears all these whispers and then like Carolina's talking about, there's this girl, Ashley, that's the Jackie O that was sitting next to John Keane and she's saying, you know, her mother described her one way and clearly she was not. So this is obviously extremely interesting to Camille because she's like, well, who was she then? Was she, you know, maybe going behind her mother's back, sneaking out, doing bad things that we just didn't know about? She's another carbon copy of Emma. Yeah. In a lot of ways. She's one way with her parents and a different way. In her mm-hmm. personal life. Well, do you guys think Anne Nash was that way? The first yes. victim? Because she said her dad did. described her kind of like tomboy. I mm-hmm. think this is the this is the pattern, totally. Tomboy girls apparently is a thing that mm-hmm. that this guy's this guy, this yeah, person is I was thinking it could be a woman. So the, like hidden the hidden like lives behind what their parents thought and what yeah. they were actually doing. Like what True. are those girls getting up to? Because mm-hmm. what are the odds that they're all around the same age and that Natalie and Anne weren't friends with Emma? I feel like that's not yeah. possible, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like they yeah. have yeah. to have been friends, and I feel like they were all in on their, like, they were friends. But like you, you said, know, at least they, they all knew each other. Because mm-hmm. then when Camille does go into Natalie's room without permission, we do right. see, the you know, that she was a tomboy, she had spiders, yeah. um, but then she had on her mirror... Like and hate, mm-hmm. and there was two columns, and it had, I couldn't read them. Yeah, it had said oh, like and yeah. hate, and it had two columns, and Anne with, was in with the name was in yeah, like. That's right. So she liked Anne Nash, but I couldn't, I didn't pay close enough attention to who was on the hate. So if you're right. in the live chat, you did. Yes, I'm and, really curious. Speaking of the live chat, yes, please, let's shout out shout Aaliyah out. Jordan. She was live chatting with us last episode as Hi, well. Aaliyah. She has a comment about the spider. She says lots of people have pet spiders and stuff, though it's weird and gross to me, but people do. It, yes, which very true. It's very true. It's and, very true. But um, I, that could mean something later. We just don't. Really yeah. Know well, also when they're in the park, they're showing you know spiders, spider webs. I kind of feel like it's just going along with the theme of all the. I, I don't know. The it's lies. Like, yeah. Blah yeah. blah blah. Lies. Yeah. Just big little lies. I mean, it's definitely <laughs> not a house of lies, big but. little lies. <laughs> definitely just gives yeah. you. I mean, I think most people have a reaction to spiders. You know. Yeah, probably leaning towards the negative. At least yeah. I do. So I don't know. People aren't loving like, on them as much. Feeling, yeah. If um, I discovered a spider that big in my house, I would just burn the whole house down and be like, "We just <laughs> had to start again." <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> bad. And I also want to shout out our other live chatter. Yes. Um, excuse my pronunciation. Anonima Appella, who I believe is from the Philippines. Oh, so oh, really what cool! Time thank is you it for there? thank you for joining us yes. and um, keep live chatting with us. Yes, thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, please go on and rate us. Give us that five star rating. One through four just do not work. So five, <laughs> um, that would be great. And um, subscribe to our YouTube channel and check us out here every Sunday at eight. Yes. So um, we also have some girls that Camille went to high school with that are you know come up to her like I didn't know you were back in town like. A of course, they mm-hmm. knew she was back in town. Um, and Jackie, her mother's friend that we met in the first episode, who is hilarious, is kind of like, why are you talking to those vipers? Is Which what she that was such them. a great line. <laughs> Don't talk. Because, I mean, when you come back to your hometown, you know there's going to be people asking a lot of questions. And being, and one girl said, hide your liquor and hide your men or something like that. So apparently Camille yeah. used to... Um, do all the things she still does, which is drink and hang out in bars with men. Uh, but these women talked a lot about John Keane, Natalie's brother, and kind of alluded that him and Natalie had an unnatural relationship mm-hmm. with each other. Like, maybe there was a little bit of incest going on. But this is also a small yeah. town, and again, yeah. they were. it was coming from the women who were a bunch of vipers. So it's like, how much yeah. of it is actually, like, 
real like based mm-hmm. in reality and how much yeah. is it they're just haters yeah or they yeah. just want to have a story they're like oh this is a good mm-hmm. piece of gossip so we'll yeah. just stretch it to yeah. the limit but have yeah. you ever seen a relationship between say a brother and sister that you it kind of felt a little too close you yeah know, it's like you're a little like, you're like that's, that's a little too close for weird. comfort yeah I don't know how not I in my personal life <laughs> i don't know any brother and sister who are like that close yeah know? It's it's like that. Do you remember that episode of Friends when that um, Jennifer Aniston goes on a date with a guy and then his sister's in town and she's like, "I have the bath ready," and it's like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> yeah. So I maybe about maybe it episode. was some yeah. maybe it was yeah. something like that. So so mm. I don't know, but they're definitely planting a lot of seeds about John. Yeah. Because one girl was even like, "I thought he might be gay," so it's like there's just a lot of. But I feel like that's all like misdirection. Yes. They're trying to mm. make us think that John yeah. is this terrible guy. But I think it's going to be a woman, and I think it's going to be the least suspect person. Mm. At this point, I would believe more that Adora did it out of anger because the girl Mm -hmm. wasn't listening to her when she's like, I wanted to change her and try and save her, make her good. Yeah. Oh, Oh, what? So you didn't make her Mm -hmm. good, so you killed her? You crazy? Well, I'm or curious. You know, did, did you guys think that the Big Little Lies reveal? And not. I hope we're not spoiling this for anybody since mm-hmm. it's been a long time. But did you all see that coming in Big Little Lies? That that was going to be how it ended, or that he was going to no. be the one that Shailene Woodling's character mm-hmm. was raped by? Yes, like that, that, that that was I a little up obvious on really early. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's totally her half brothers. Yeah, yeah. Leah yeah. Moriarty is also another author that I follow closely. So yes. I had read the book. So. Do you feel that like mm-hmm. her and Gillian Flynn are similar in their uh, writing? A little bit. I feel like Gillian Flynn is definitely darker. Yes. And Leanne Moriarty has some comedic, you know, um, drops in there. So yeah. more comedy dramedy. This is if anything, or, I sorry. Comedy drama. Yeah. I was going to say... I was like, dramedy is a word. Yes, genre. I was just going to say, if I was to compare this to anything, I would actually compare it to Gone Girl. Yeah. And that whole movie was misdirection. And then, like, three quarters of the way in, you're like... You're like, wait. She's Mm -hmm. sick. (laughs) So we have a lot to look forward to. Yes, because I feel like it is going to take that kind of... Weird twist. Hope so. So after we're in um, Natalie's room, Camille goes outside to talk to Natalie's dad and and kind of tries to probe him, like probe him a little bit about Bob Nash. And he kind of says that Anne and Natalie were friends until they weren't. And he was kind of glad because he thinks Bob Nash is not the greatest guy. Mm-hmm. So there again, there's another character witness saying this guy's kind of bad news. And apparently, Anne and Natalie maybe had some sort of falling out. So who knows? Mm. That's maybe the like and the hate. Like maybe she liked her one day and then didn't like her the next. Yeah. And who knows? Who knows how that's related to anything? But I thought that was interesting that they were friends until they weren't. So also, what happened? Also interesting that mm-hmm. Camille lets the spider out because she doesn't want it to start. Yes. You know. Because what were the parents going to do? Just yeah. let all of that. I kept thinking it was going to come back in the house and kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that big. Different movie. <laughs> Different movie. It's not that big. <laughs> Um, Have okay. you guys not seen Arachnophobia? That's a documentary. Oh, I saw well, I saw That's the movie movie Arachnophobia when I was like <laughs> so six. It's haunting. It's haunting. Absolutely haunting. 
So um, now to the most interesting part of the episode. Um, before we get there, I know Heather has a little something to say about some other shows we yes, got going on here. After Buzzers, for all of you watching and listening, our network produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows from drama, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There is no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we really need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. And by subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments and we'll thank you on air. But for now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Thanks, guys. Thank and you, you can yes. catch me tomorrow night on the Handmaid's Tale finale mm-hmm. at 6 o'clock. Ooh. I'm so sad that show is ending. Another crazy, sick yes. drama. What other shows are you guys on right now, if any? Yes, Teen Mom 2 tomorrow night yes. at 9 p.m. And Below Deck Med at 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. Nice. Mm-hmm. I am just doing Sharp Objects. She is Not dedicated. Just. I will just this be Sharp Objects too well, after I mean, my handmaid yeah, had it. I, I mean, <laughs> after Buzz because Supergirl and Arrow are on hiatus. Yes. So I'm Aww. here. Well, yes, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate our fans so much. Continue mm-hmm. to be talking to us on the live chat, and Heather will give you guys a little shout out. Yes. So to get to the the best part of the, this episode, I thought, was that we find a little piece of information out that um, Camille runs into some kids, and they mentioned to her that there was a kid who saw oh, Natalie yes. being abducted. I just got chills, actually. Yes. <laughs> what brats? But, like, what Oh, realistic... these kids were such brats. <laughs> but such realistic portrayal of kids. Like, recently yeah. I interacted with children, and I was like, oh, that's Aww. why I don't like other people's kids. <laughs> right. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> also, this kid had a mullet, which I thought was kind of cute. It's very southern it's and cute. Yeah. yeah, so this James Capizzi kid um, apparently saw Natalie getting taken away, but he says it was by the woman in white. Mm-hmm. And Camille immediately recognizes that phrase as something of folklore that went on went on in Wind Gap, and she's heard the folklore. Right. So um, she goes to his house, <laughs> and what was your guys' first impression of this kid? He's sitting there like, with a gun. <laughs> yeah. I didn't He's maybe eight. I don't need anyone to protect up. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was yeah. like... Yeah, this is but the, he was, my first he, thought was like this is the NRA's dream and like my worst nightmare. <laughs> An eight year old child, kid, child soldiers. Yeah, a oh, gun no. for everyone. He was still and, being respectful. He said yes, ma'am. Yeah, he and did say yes, ma'am. I told, that I that I just the solidifies their dream. Yeah. And the mom's like, "Are we breaking a law? You got money for me? Then I ain't got no words for you." And I was like, "Okay, lady." Yeah, so Camille's trying to get something out of this kid, but he Mm -hmm. keeps saying it was the woman in white. He told the police this. They didn't believe him. They thought Uh, he was seeing ghosts. His mom is a meth head. Mm -hmm. She wants money to talk, um, and Camille can't do that. So I thought it was just a really interesting scene because I think this kid is going to come back. Mm -hmm. And also, did you notice that Camille was seeing the woman in white? Yeah. In the woods, Ooh. but Ooh. who knows? Yeah. That could have been like her younger self seeing it. It could have been yeah. a flashback. We definitely well, couldn't tell who it was. So. When she yeah. didn't mention it, it made me wonder: like, is she just imagining it? Exactly. Or yeah. was she there? Because wouldn't she have told? Said yeah, something? no. I think she. I think she's imagining it. I, I think that's one great thing about this mm. show so far is that we're seeing a lot of things that we don't know are there. Or are they, you know... Is it present day? Right, exactly. Which I'm really loving. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely... I personally don't think that the woman in white was there, but it's kind of giving us a little insight, you know? Yeah, because maybe she saw the woman in white as Mm -hmm. a kid, and maybe that flashed back to her. Exactly. We don't know. 
Yeah. We don't know. So um, he said Natalie uh, threw a ball, or they were throwing ball together, and it went into the woods, and she followed it, and that's basically all he yeah. knows. And then he saw the woman in white. So this is all I we know him. so far about mm-hmm. this woman in white, except for that it's town folklore, and apparently... But then it also makes more sense that it was the kids who did it, because... Kids are more likely to, like, invest yeah. in folklores and try and, like, True. use them to, like, scary... Like, didn't you ever do that as a kid? Just, like, hear a spooky story and, and like, scary try stories. and, like, yeah, scare yeah. your friends with it or your cousins or whatever. Well, when she tells Chief Vickery about this, like, why didn't you take his story seriously? And mm, he, yeah. he says it's a bit of folklore and he yeah. really strongly feels that it was a man who did it. Once again, another person who says... You know, he doesn't believe him because it was a man. And also in this town, I feel like the children or the youth aren't really respected Mm -hmm. as, you know, valuable opinions. Of course So, yeah, I just think it kind of goes along with that. Like, the adults know best. And also the kid was poor. Yeah, I was going to say, I like that Camille called him out on that. Is it because he's a kid or is it because he's poor? Yeah. Yeah. Is it because his mom's a meth head and apparently has cancer and... I was like, this above. is terrible, but mm-hmm. I was in my head and I was like, I wonder what'll kill her faster, the ca- the cancer or the meth? I know, I know. She, lo- she looked she in a looked bad rough. way. Mm-hmm. So then we come to the end of the episode where we're back at the house. Adora and Emma are putting together more things for her little dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but right before that, Alan, her husband, tries to have a moment with her after the funeral and, he- and she keeps picking her eyelashes and he says, you don't want to look like a hairless cat, do you? Which oh, I just wanted to say that because I thought it was really funny because obviously... He's recognizing there's an issue. So. I love her like reaction where she was like, <sighs> "Yeah, I know." She was like, "It's not today. Let's not be silly today." I'm like, "You're so weird, Adora." Um, so at the end, they're doing the whole dollhouse thing, and Camille goes upstairs, takes a drink naturally, and then here's Emma crying. And when she comes down, there's like this weird scene of Emma like flipping out. Yeah, on the floor, and nobody's telling Camille arms. why. I was like trying to figure out if they were trying to give her an injection for yeah, something. That's what like, I'm holding right? her down. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, a mental like, institution. Yeah, it was, was like, weird. Some weird injection. Like, what is happening? And then they got all yeah. weird and creepy about it. Yeah. And then Adora says to Camille, you know, she wouldn't answer. Like, is Emma okay? She was just mm-hmm. like, I knew those girls, and I Natalie reminded me of you, and I tried to help her because I clearly couldn't help you. Mm-hmm. And that's what so, gave me a red flag. Yeah, that her mom is not. How did she try to help? Yeah, mm-hmm. Natalie. But at the very end, uh, Camille's typing up her article about so far what she has to her editor, and she ends up sending it even with the line about Natalie's room, which she did not have permission to be in, and her editor said that was kind of a big no-no. Mm-hmm. But she kind of says, F it, and hits mm-hmm. send, so a first article is going to come out, mm-hmm. people in the town are going to read it. I wonder what's going to happen yeah, with that. So we'll save. We will save our predictions. But um, I I know this part made you cringe. So I want to go back to it real quick before we oh, get to our special segment. This was the hardest thing to watch. That when C- Camille was apparently using her sewing needle to cut herself, and she Ooh. puts it right in her fingernail. Gross. And it was when she so... pushed it under her nail bed. I tapped out. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna pass out. I gotta go. Yeah. It's too uh. painful. So the very end, she takes that same sewing needle and starts to you know on her stomach or below her stomach we don't know it's a weird show 
um, we obviously she's going to carve something else into her body. We and definitely so got to see a lot, but a I, lot more cuts on I, her. Yes. This Again, episode. I'm really glad that HBO is addressing mental illness and self-harm and that they had a number. So if you did watch this episode and you feel yes. triggered, please call the hotline because there are people who do want to help you and they are really hard themes to watch. Yes, it is. Definitely don't let your children watch it. Yeah. It definitely is an yeah. 18 and over, 21 and over yeah. show. Adults too. Like whatever you're yes. grappling with. Absolutely. Um, well, that is the core of what we're going to talk about. Yes. I think that this was a very info-packed episode, so I'm going to save the last bit of mm-hmm. what we want to say for predictions. I'd love to get into our special segment, The Feminist Chronicles with Carolina. Who are we highlighting today? Hey guys, so for those of you tuned in on YouTube, you're going to see a photo pop-up of this lovely Victorian lady and all the lace and uptight regalia that came with the Victorian era. <laughs> oh, yeah. But her name was Elizabeth Cochran, and she is originally from Pennsylvania, and she lived the rest of her adult life in New York City. So some interesting facts about her is that her first job was at the Pittsburgh Dispatch, and she used to actually write about working-class women and the problems that they face until the factory owners complained about her, so they moved her into the women's column. Um, and then she as a punishment, I'm sure. Yes, and <laughs> mm-hmm. then at only 21, she actually traveled to Mexico to serve as a foreign correspondent for the Pittsburgh Dispatch, and she reported on the cultural significance and daily lives of Mexicans um, until she kind of got into it with the Mexican government over a cartel, and she escaped back to the U.S. And it's they, probably a good move. Yeah, yeah they tried. <laughs> uh, she, well, she commented on like how it was very like undemocratic and things were being underhanded and she uncovered it and she left went back to Pittsburgh and then she talked her way into a job because when she went back to Pittsburgh they put her back on the women's column and she was like no so (laughs) I'm past that yeah she was like no I'm done bye so she moved (laughs) to New York and was penniless for four months until some way somehow she talked herself into the editor's room and the editor's ear and got a job at New York World where she would actually do something that would change journalism forever. She is the first woman ever, the first person ever, to do undercover investigative journalism. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. So in New York, this is the late 1800s, I believe it was 1889, she spent 10 days in a madhouse. Um, She actually went to the lunatic asylum on Blackwell's Island, and they only released her 10 days later at the behest of the New York world. And she wrote a book and also a series of published columns called, uh, what was it called? Uh, I lost it. Oh, 10 Days in a Madhouse. And it actually prompted Clever. a... Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like properly titled. Um, and it actually prompted asylum reforms. Mm. And then after this, the New York world actually entrusted her to a worldwide piece where she became the first woman to travel the world in 72 days. Bravo, that is a, bravo, very impressive. Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I want to read that book. It sounds so interesting. That sounds very it's interesting. A, yeah, it's yeah. really crazy, but it actually did prompt like asylum reform and people mm. started looking into it. And Blackwell yeah. Island actually was closed a few years later because they realized that what they were doing to people was actually torture. Yeah. Mm. Um, so oh, if it hadn't been that. for her to go out and publicize mm. that and to mm-hmm. put yourself through that, can you imagine? Yeah. Wonder if they were teeth well, pulling. Over oh, there. there's probably a lot of teeth. I was thinking <laughs> they used to do lobotomies pulling. then. Oh, How yeah. terrifying! But she put herself through it. Uh, you know, and Good then for she you. yeah, Good for her. 
investigative journalism. I, mean, I didn't for do her. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no, I'm cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye. Uh, we also have a little, little piece of news and gossip for you guys. So let's get into that. After Buzz TV News. Okay, so for those of you who are big fans of Adora on Sharp Objects, make sure to check out Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen because she was on there and she gave some pretty juicy details, literally very juicy details, about Justin Timberlake from uh, working with him on that movie that he did with uh, Mila Kunis, Friends with Benefits. Oh, I love that movie. So check it out. If you're a big NSYNC or Justin Timberlake fan, you might be thrilled or you might cry into a carton of ice cream because he is married now. But it's it's good. It's juicy and it's really personal. I can't believe she talked about it. So make sure you check it out. Did she talk about anything Sharp Objects? No. Any, she didn't give oh. us anything? Nothing on Sharp Objects, but yeah. she definitely gave some details on Justin Timberlake. Well, I'm definitely going to check that out. And um, we have some predictions for you guys. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Yes. So let's remember, this is only an eight-episode series, yes. so they're going to be... Probably really heavy episodes coming up with a lot of stuff sure coming our so. way. So, yeah. Heather, take it away. What do you think? Yeah, so one of the scenes that stuck out to me this episode was um, Detective Willis and Camille, obviously, in the bar. And their relationship to me is getting a little more familiar. They're joking flirty. around. And I feel like they're going to be working closely together in the yes. next couple of episodes. So I'm excited to see that. Yes. hmm I'm just going to jump in on that. I think Mm -hmm. they're going to do it. (laughs) I definitely think they're going to hook up. Like, that scene is coming. They cast that man for a reason. Oh, yes. They're like, here you go, Amy Adams. Yeah, he's a good actor, too, but they're welcome. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're welcome. Is this casting? Are you to approve this? Um, I think there's going to be a lot more um, with Bob Nash. I think he's going to be a bigger character, and we're going to kind of Mm -hmm. dig in a little deeper to maybe... Um, his his doing with it, and then maybe a little more with the woman in white. Maybe we're oh. gonna hear a little more about the folklore. Yes. Maybe things are gonna start to come into place that you know from the story itself are gonna start to fall. So mm-hmm. I was I'm curious. Say, I think we're gonna see more about the townspeople because I feel like we're really yeah. missing that point of view. And they kind of suck, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they say a lot of really nasty things about people. So yeah. they're very yeah. complex. They are. They are, and they like their town the way it is. And we can't wait to see what's gonna happen in Wind Gap. So before yeah. we go. I would love for us to know where we can find you guys on social media. Yes, you guys can follow me at 500 Days of Heather. Hey guys, I'm Carolina Benetti, and you can find me on Instagram as LenaBean113 or on Twitter as Carolina Benetti. And hey guys, you can find me on Twitter at LesliePowers15 and on Instagram at LMPowers15. And as always, thank you guys so much for watching Sharp Objects. Join us next Sunday at 8 o'clock, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, viewers. Bye. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.